Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. is Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. We're going to hear from the CBS Radio Workshop this week, a series of 86 episodes that aired from January 27th, 1956 to September 22nd, 1957. Our story today is from September 15th, 1957. It's titled, Time Found Again. in the ocean, oh, sir. please help me. Please bring him down. Okay, lady, you wait here. We'll go after him. <laughs> the CBS Radio Workshop, the theater of the mind, dedicated to man's imagination. Today, let that imagination encompass love and a search for love that goes beyond the time barriers. We present a story by one of our more gifted writers, Mildred Cram, titled... Time Found Again, and dramatized for the CBS Radio Workshop by David E. Durston, starring Jan Minor, Dwight Wiest, and Ted Osborne. Yes? Are you Mrs. Henderson? Kitty Henderson? Yes, I am. My name is George Southwick. I'm a friend of Bart's. Oh, yes, Mr. Southwick. Won't you come in? Thank you. Is Bart home? Well, he's resting. I called his office and his secretary told me he was home ill. I I hope it isn't serious. We really don't know, Mr. Southwick. Well, I hope you don't mind my barging in. I've just arrived in town and I haven't seen Bart for such a long time. We served together during the war. Yes, I know. Bart speaks about you often as one of the most brilliant minds in scientific research. Well, Bart's been doing pretty well himself. I suppose this overworking has finally caught up with him. No. No, he's used to that. It's just the opposite. He's been neglecting the firm, almost as if he didn't care anymore. That's strange. He's been turning more and more of the important law cases over to his partner. 
Do you suppose I could see Bart? Oh, of course. I know he'd be delighted to see you. He's in his study. It's um, through here. You certainly have a beautiful home. Thank you. It means a lot to Bart. Sometimes too much. Well, here we are. Kitty, is that you? No. Nothing quite as lovely as Kitty. George. George Southwick. What are you doing in town? I'm here for a conference. I had the afternoon free, so I thought I'd drop in on you and meet Kitty and those children I've heard so much about. They aren't children anymore. They're away at school. George, I'm so glad to see you. No, no, don't get up. I'll sit right here. No, let me just turn on more lights so I can see you better. George, I can't tell you how much I wanted to talk to you. I almost called you last week. Well, here I am. I understand you haven't been well. George, I'm fed up with everything. I haven't slept for days. Oh, come now. Just relax. Please make yourself a drink, George. Thank you. What a magnificent place you have here, Bart. This study is my favorite room. You've done very well for yourself. That's debatable. What are you talking about? The deep roots you've taken hold of. I'm not very conscious of places. I'm restless. I don't take roots. It's hard on my wife, but, well, we understand each other. But when I saw this beautiful home, lovely paintings, rows of fine books and albums of music, I envy you, Bart. I wish I could achieve what you have. Do you? Oh, very handsome piano you have over there. Who's the pianist in the family? I'm afraid I am. I'm very fond of music. I find it relaxing. Uh, may I? Please do. My daughter's a fine pianist. I'm sending her to Germany next year to study. That's wonderful, George. I wish I could say the same. My children have no appreciation for good music. And that's strange with their heritage. My great-grandfather, you know, was the composer, Leopold Barth. I didn't realize that. Uh, the name's the same, of course. Americanized. My mother was Elise Barth. Leopold Barth, eh? You play well, George. For a scientist. When I hear music like that, I wish I'd lived a hundred years ago. I hate the way things are today. I resent all the complications, the pace, the sort of pleasure you tune in on, a cover charge on happiness. We haven't time to think anymore. We're too busy finding the ways and the means. Today is a rough road to walk, I'll admit. But it's the world we live in. And some of the people, almost everyone's clever nowadays, but almost no one's intelligent. <laughs> to the past. I'll drink to that. The past. When I was a child, my mother told me all about the great house Leopold Barth lived in in England. Few people live as well as you do. Ah. People don't know how to live graciously anymore. One hundred years ago, there was a beauty in living, a dignity, like the way Leopold Barth lived. He was a great musician. He was a humanitarian and a brilliant philosopher. 
People came to his home from all over the world. All my life, I've dreamed of such a life. Bart, what is it? Give me a cigarette. Here you are. I'm leaving Kitty. The what? We're in two different worlds. We can't talk to each other. Bart, what is it? Really? I don't fit in anymore. I resent the things she does and the way she thinks. I resent everything going on around me today. I can't adjust to it. This terrifying stampede into the future. There's no peace anywhere, no dignity. Kitty's a good example of that, always on the go, in a state of tension, involved in meaningless abstractions, no regard for the things I value. My family doesn't need me. Is there another woman? Yes. Does Kitty know the woman? No, I haven't told her, and I'd rather not discuss that part of it. I'm sorry, Bart, I didn't mean to pry. I just wanted to help. George, you can help me. How? By giving me your opinion. Do you think it's possible for a person to go back in time? Well, you know there is a theory that nothing is lost, nothing is destroyed. Then you do believe it's possible. Anything is possible, Bart, to a degree. Science has proved that. It's conceivable with concentration and imagination that a person might, for a moment escape from the present into the past. George, I've done it. You've what? I've gone back. I've lived it. Now, wait just a minute, Bart. I've done it, George. It is possible. The woman I love, Anna, lived 100 years ago. Tell me about Anna. Well, one night last week, Kitty and I had had one of our usual arguments... It was a trivial matter, but it upset me, so... So I left the house and walked down to the ocean. I don't know how long I stood there. Then a strange thing happened. I found a road that ran along the edge of the cliff. A road I'd never seen before. I couldn't resist the impulse to find out where that road would lead me. I walked almost a mile, maybe less... And then, the unmistakable thud of horses' hoofs and the turning of wheels over the gravel road. Horses and a carriage up here. Just ahead of me, there was a sharp turn in the road. And a carriage came into view. A carriage driven by a coachman in livery and drawn by two magnificent black horses. Young man. Are you speaking to me? Yes. Could you tell me where Leopold Bart lives? Do you hear me, young man? I did. But I'm sorry, I don't know where Mr. Leopold Barth lives. I'd like to know myself because he's my (laughs) great-grandfather. You must be mistaken. Someday he will be someone's great-grandfather. Have you lost your way? It appears I have. You should not be on this road alone. Come with me, and together we might find the house. My name is Anna. How do you do? My name is Bart. Bart Henderson. Bart? Then you really are related to Leopold. Well, I'm not sure. I'm an American. 
But I'd like to meet Mr. Barth and find out. He will be delighted to see you. He has the greatest admiration for the American people. Now, uh, we must keep a sharp lookout for Leopold's house. There are two stone owls on either side of the main gate. I am Viennese. But my aunt, who lives in Folkestone, is English. I am staying with her while I'm studying music with Leopold. And you? So I will know when I introduce you to Leopold. I'm walking through the country. Ah, an artist, perhaps. No, I'm a lawyer. A lawyer? Ah. And so young. I should have thought you a poet. Or a singer, at least. Ah, look. Just ahead. The stone owls. We are here. If you'll ask your driver to pull up, I'll get out here. But I thought you wanted to Oh, I'm a stranger. I might not be welcome. But everybody is welcome at Leopold's house. Artists from all over the world come to visit him. Franz Liszt is here now. Franz Liszt? He may play for us. You wouldn't want to miss that. No, I wouldn't. Then please come with me. Leopold would never forgive me if I did not bring you in. An American traveler... You see, the door is always open. Everybody is welcome. There seems to be a great many people here. The house is always filled with music lovers. And who's that playing over there near the window? <sighs> that is Franz Liszt. Come, I will introduce no, you. No, no, please. Ah, Anna, my loveliest pupil. You are here at last. Leopold, I brought a friend, an American. American? His name is Bart Henderson. Bart, eh? A good, substantial name. <laughs> <laughs> you are most welcome here, my friend. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I believe I'm a descendant of yours, Mr. Barth. <laughs> <laughs> and so young... Anna, I see your friend Mr. Henderson has a sense of humor. Please, Anna, will you introduce Mr. Henderson to the other guests? Oh, please don't let us interrupt, sir. I can meet the others later. We can sit over here, Mr. Henderson, in this window seat and listen. I never dreamed that I'd have this opportunity to hear the great Franz Liszt himself play. You must promise me that you will stay and meet him afterwards. I will stay. Leopold is composing a suite for the violin and piano. Yes, I know, the Asgard suite. Uh-huh. How did you know? He hasn't given it a name. But I have heard Leopold speak of Odin and the gods who dwell in Asgard. How did you know he was thinking of naming it that? Well, I don't know, really. I, I, I've always loved music. I, I guess I have a sixth sense about it. <laughs> now, let us eat and drink. Come, children, let us go out onto the terrace. What a happy, peaceful man he is. Mm. Tell me, which one is Leopold's son? The dark-haired one in the blue frock coat. Oh. There, standing by the fireplace. And does he have a little girl named Elise Barth? Oh, no. He isn't even married. He is at Oxford University. Incredible. Are you all right? You look pale. Uh, no, no, I, I'm fine. I, just a little overcome by it all. Oh, you probably have not eaten. Shall I get you something? Please stay here, Anna. Don't leave me. Not yet. <laughs> what a strange young man you are. 
I've never met anyone like you before. There's a look of fear in your eyes. Why? I don't know. I'm afraid. Will you go back to America soon? No, not now. Not yet. Anna, tell me about yourself. Everything. I'm in love with you. But you don't know me. All my life I've been searching for you. There's very little about me to tell. I am staying with my aunt. I would like to compose music. For that reason, I study with Leopold. You're beautiful, Anna. Thank you. May I kiss you? I would like very much for you to kiss me. Oh, Bart. Is it possible that something wonderful is happening to us? Only this evening we met. Only this evening. A moment ago. Or a thousand years from now. I knew you the moment I saw you. And I saw you alone on the road this evening. Even before we spoke, I think I knew too. Don't you see? That's all we need to know. We are. Perhaps in dreams, in time or space, we've always loved like this. I love you, Anna. We must go back to the house. Leopold will wonder what has happened to us. It's a beautiful house. Something I've always wanted. A home held together by love, respect, and dignity. Bob, stay here with me. Don't leave me. This may never happen again. Anna. No, listen to me carefully. I've got to leave you. No. I've got to go back and put things in order. But only for a little while, my dearest. And then I'll come back. Wait for me, Anna. Wait Bob, for me, stay Anna. with me. Wait I love you. I need me, you desperately. Wait. Give us a little more time. Well, that's what happened. I'm not mad, George. I was part of it. I heard Franz Liszt play. I kissed Anna. It was real. Tell me, has this happened more than once? No, but I'll find her again, and next time I'm not coming back. Stay away from it, Bart. It's dangerous. As dangerous as shifting the balance of the earth or blocking the tides. Take my advice. Don't go back. The theory I spoke about was no more than a way out through your imagination. No more than mental ledger domain. But you've gone much further. I believe one may enter that way once, briefly, for wisdom, for proof. But not again. Why not? I can't answer that, Bart. Frankly, I don't know. In time, perhaps, science will solve the mystery of birth, the enigma of death. But not yet, Bart. I don't believe that this small span of life is all that God intended for us to have. That is not for you to decide. That is God's decision. I am going back to Anna. The woman or the dream? Both. I'm through with now this. Stop and think. You're in love with a life beyond which you have progressed, even if it were possible. And mind you, I'm not saying that it isn't. 
Another experience would plunge you into despair and eventually into oblivion. Don't tamper with the unknown. Don't leave Kitty and the children. They left my life a long time ago. Did you ever stop to think that you may be to blame? After all, we are living in the present, and you have been running away from it, trying to escape reality. I've lost faith in now. I haven't lost faith in now. Neither have you, Bart. There's work to be done. It's an exciting time. Difficult, of course, but with a potential. Who knows? Any day we may happen upon the answer to the riddle, the ultimate revelation. I'd hate to miss that. Think about it. How is he? Kitty, Bart is a very disturbed person. And I'm to blame. It's my fault, I know it is. Now, why do you say that? Well, I've taken no interest in the things that really matter to Bart. Whenever he reprimanded the children, I took their side, and that turned them away from him. Well, it seemed to me that the way he was, he was behaving just terribly unreasonably. How was he behaving? Well, he never wanted to go out. And he never wanted me or the children to go out. He always wanted us right here. Have you been going out a lot? Yes, I have. Well, I've had to make a life for myself. I can't just stay shut up here in the house and wait for Bart to decide if he has time for me. He used to come home from the office and we'd have dinner. Sometimes in utter silence. And afterwards, he'd lock himself up in his study for the better part of the evening, and I never seemed to get through to him. So I went out. Yes, I went out. I know now that it didn't help matters. I've lost... I've lost him, and that's the unbearable part. Oh, Bart. Kitty, do you know where he's gone? He's gone, yes. Then you've got to go after him, Kitty. It'll take an awful lot of love and understanding to bring him back. But this you must do. You're the only one who can really help Bart. I'm nothing without him. I know that, and I love him, and I want him back. Then you'd better hurry. I know I've made you unhappy, but you shut me out. And little by little, I realized that you didn't love me, and I reached out and I grabbed for something else, anything, anything that would just fill up the vacancy I felt in my heart. But it was no good. Everything I did was empty and vain without you. It just meant nothing. It's too late, Kitty. Oh, darling, don't do this. You can't. Now, you're not a coward. You can't leave us. You belong here with me and the children. Darling, don't you see that we're, we're your life? If you love someone else, we'll make you forget. Now, we'll make you happy. Let me no. go, Kitty. No. Young man, could you tell me where Leopold Bass lives? Bart, please, listen to me. Stay with me. Now, I love you, Bart. I need you desperately. Now, just give us a little more time. Just a little more time. You hear me, darling? You, you'll never forget us. Wherever you go, you'll be wanting us. Now, we need you, so... Bart. I'm sorry. I don't know where Leopold Bart lives. Anna. Anna. Yes, dear. I'm here. And 
I love you desperately. Just give us a little more time. What? Kitty. Yes, darling. Kitty, it was you. You are Anna. I'm whatever you want me to be, Bart. I love you and I need you. And we're a family. And we'll work these things out together. And then, darling, we'll find our love and happiness again. My darling. My darling. I'm so glad I found you again. You've been listening to the CBS Radio Workshop on the CBS Radio Network. That's our strange tale for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Be back next Sunday with another story. In between now and then, you can find more from the CBS Radio Workshop, past episodes of Strange Tales, thousands of other old-time radio episodes, and everything else Relic Radio at the website, relicradio.com. You can donate through the website as well if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows. It's how all of this is made possible can't do it without you. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you again next Sunday with another episode of Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.